Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty, so you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash I do. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope you're having a great day. We've got a great show for you today where we welcome 
Menaz Khan. She is an interior designer with a focus on color and design psychology. She uses color as a wellness tool to help women create a stress-free and restful home so that they can enhance their mental and emotional well-being, health, and relationships. And today I talk with Menaz about how the impact of your environment and the colors in your home can shape your relationship. And we talk about interior design and how you can change the colors of your bedroom to be more calming or the layout of your home or bedroom. I learned that you don't want to have mirrors or reflective surfaces in the bedroom. You'll have to listen to the show to hear why Menaz says that. So a little bit of a different show, but I think it's really important. I've always been drawn to having a safe and comfortable place in my house and it really seems to affect my mood and I never knew why or kind of the exact way I should lay things out and Manaz shares some of the why and the how to do it. So as always, thanks for tuning in. Enjoy today's show. Hi Manaz, thank you for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much, Chase, for having me. Really excited about today's conversation because it's never been featured on the podcast, and that is design in the psychology of design and how that affects us personally and in relationships. And we're going to talk about color, designing a home, and how that can improve our lives. So why don't you tell us why color psychology is so important in our living spaces and how we can use it to improve our personal lives and relationships? Yeah, you know, that's my favorite question. So let's understand what is color. The general idea is that color is all about aesthetics. While that is true, color also impacts us at a psychological and emotional level. So colors can impact your behaviors, your emotions, your feelings, your thoughts. And that's just because of the way they're processed in the brain when light enters our eye and our, our eye takes that Light turns it into electromagnetic impulses, sends a message to the brain. The brain does some computation and figures out a color. So anytime the brain does that, it also triggers something else. Something else is also triggered in our brain. And that is why color becomes emotional and it uh, impacts or creates biochemical changes in the human mind and body. So anytime you're surrounded around a color, it's going to trigger some sort of emotion. And then, of course, you know, our relationships are based on how we behave, our emotions, how we're feeling. So that's the connection. What would be the first thing you would tell someone, maybe they're looking for a consultation, to get them started with designing a living space with the appropriate colors and then we'll we'll talk about design and layout as well. Yeah. So the first thing we'll consider how do they want to feel and behave in that space. Really important. My focus is always in behavior because we see somebody's behavior, we don't see anyone's mood. So for instance, if my child is cranky, how do I know the child is cranky is looking at the child's behavior, stomping their feet, maybe pulling their hair or shouting. And that tells me the mood of the child. So our focus is always in behavior. So in a space, we're going to talk about how do you want to feel? How do you want to behave? And that's where we start. 
So I want to feel good. I remember, and I think that goes for most people. I remember going into this apartment that I rented years ago and they had this huge wall and the wall was like this dark brown and it just felt dark. And I've always been drawn to having bright living spaces. It makes me feel better. So to me, it's just like the lighter, the better, but maybe that's an oversimplification. But what would you tell someone that has dark walls? Is that going to usually bring the mood down? Kind of feels that way. Yeah. So uh, just like you said, it it's depends on your personality, your personal traits and your behavioral traits. We're all different people, so it can be different. And there's so many factors that go into it. It depends on what room in the house are we talking about. Different rooms serve different purposes. So the color and the intensity of the color changes. Then why are some people attracted to light colors at a certain point in their time? Others are wanting everything to be really dark. It depends what's going on internally in their life. So color is a great indicator of what's internally going on. If somebody is like, uh, you know, we say our spouse is trying to be difficult because they're stuck with this color. It's not that. You want to go deeper and understand that there's something internally or emotionally they want, they desire. And that's why uh, they want to stick with this color. So it could be, uh, for instance, uh, a client of mine, before she became my client, uh, when I was first having a conversation, we met somewhere and we were having this conversation and she said she wanted everything white in her life. Her clothes were white, her rooms were white, bedroom, living room, entire apartment was white, everything was white. So that was an, an instant indicator that something is going on internally. So after a little while, she opened up that she was really stressed out. She was mentally and emotionally stressed out. She was going through a divorce, which was very hard on her. And she was not financially independent. She had to move in a separate apartment. She had two kids. So too much was going on in her life and she wanted to shut down. And this is why she wanted everything white. So she wanted no noise in her life. Ah, and that makes sense. You know, it's less to process. It's exactly like you said, no noise. What would you tell, let's say a couple is like, all right, we want to design our home to be the best it can be for individually and for the relationship. Obviously, it depends on the individuals. Like you said, it depends on the space. But how would you walk through, let's just say, John Doe and Jane Doe, and they come to you and they're like, let's remodel and let's do it the right way with the right color schemes. What are some of the questions you would ask them? And where do you start in the house? And walk us through that. Yeah. So, We'll start with the same question, the purpose of their space. First, we're going to know that, and that's going to help me figure out what are the colors that are going to work in their space. Let's say I rule out some greens and blues and yellows. Now, how do I know which exact green to use? Because there are literally gazillions of greens out there and blues and yellows. So then I take them through a process of understanding their personality. Think about a Mars break test. So I'm going to take them through a personality, lots of question and answers, not about style, not about colors, about their behavioral patterns, their personality traits. And that information, like this is really amazing. That information is going to give me the information that what colors are going to work in their space and what design elements. So shapes, are square shapes the best for them or rounded shapes or like really curvy things are going to work for them? Textures, materials, finishes, all of that information comes from their personality. Then we're going to use all this data because both of them are going to have different personalities and we have to find some data 
that is similar, the similarities, or we might even compromise in some spaces than in other spaces of the house. Let's say the living room, we're doing a little bit compromises, but then um, John has an office space, which is his personalized space, and Jane doesn't use it, so we'll give him all his color and personality there. So that's how we work together. So let's say John is type A, wants to go, go, go. What kind of shapes, you mentioned shapes, what kind of shapes and what kind of colors would maybe a type A kind of person do well with? Yeah, that that would be way too simplified to say it like this, like what a type A would do. Um, There's a lot more information. I just want to mention this, that the general idea is that colors like blues and greens and purples, they're cool colors, red, yellow, and orange is warm colors. That is way too simplified. Blues can be warm blues and cool blues also. So this again comes from their personality, asking them the questions if this person needs warm blues or cool blues. Then there are colors that are muted. There are colors that are have some black in it. So we're looking at the undertone of the colors, the base of the colors, and there's a lot of information in it. So let's say a couple comes to you and they're trying to go through the colors and you're asking them these in-depth questions, trying to find the meaning behind the colors for, for them individually. Can you talk a little bit about what maybe different shades of green or we can go different shades of blue? Obviously, this is a podcast, so not the best medium for talking about very distinct colors, but how someone listening can be like, all right, I want to bring calmness to our bedroom or to our living room where we share uh, space as a couple a lot and maybe walk us through different shades of those greens or blues, if those are the colors, or it can be other colors as well. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving Relationship Advice listeners 10% off when you visit hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing. And they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie. 
Their white bread is so good, and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family, and we all walked to the lake, and the only bread we had in the house was Hero Bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and, of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any Hero Bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low-quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab-and-go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H-E-R-O dot C-O. If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney show. His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. Listen to The Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. So a saturated color, any saturated color, which means a dark blue, a dark green, a dark purple, uh, red, all of the saturated colors are always stimulating. And all of these colors stimulate the human mind and the body at different levels. So reds or derivative of red, such as brown and pinks, they're derivatives of red. They always stimulate stimulate us at a physical level. The blue stimulates us at a intellectual level. So it stimulates the mind, whereas yellow it stimulates us at an emotional level. So like I was saying, dark blues and dark greens are always going to be stimulated, whereas light blues and light greens and light purples or a light soft pink is going to be soothing and relaxing. So if red is the color of the physical, a light red, which is essentially a pink, is going to be physically soothing. Now, if we go in the bedroom, and this kind of remains true for everyone, we just have to figure out that exact tone for you, but a light blue or a light green is an ideal color for the bedroom. It's uh, a couple of things need to happen for a person to go to sleep. You want to be mentally relaxed. You want to be physically relaxed. And when you wake up in the morning, you don't want to wake up tired. You want to wake up energized and well-rested. So that's also a sign. Uh, If somebody's waking up tired in the morning, it's a sign that they slept because they were extremely tired. The body was tired, but they did not get a restful sleep. 
So a light blue and a light green should be the main colors in a bedroom. And I'm using a really strong word here, should. If you're painting your walls in a color, light blue and light greens, even a light purple is great. Uh, your secondary color, which helps you physically relax, is a light shade of pink. And then a little bit touches of yellow or maybe even orange to wake up refreshed in the morning. Okay, I like that with the getting specific with the bedroom. So light blue, light green, those are going to be good, calming colors. Can we talk a little bit? So are you talking about like painting the walls or is that a bedspread? How can people think about incorporating those colors? Yes. If you if you do not have this fear of color, definitely paint the walls. If you're renting or you want to, you know, start bringing colors slowly, start with a bread spread. A simple rule of thumb is anything that goes on the vertical surface on your walls is going to be and is eye level always makes the bigger difference. So if you have to choose between spending money on an artwork or a rug, I would always suggest to go with an artwork because it's vertical and it always makes an impact. When you want least amount of impact, go for things that go on the ground or on the horizontal surface. So again, you can start by painting your walls. If that's a little too much, then start small. Start with accessories, maybe some pillow covers or like you said, uh, bed sheets or artwork or uh, lamps, curtains. And how about light, like the light fixtures? Because I have this weird thing with those fluorescent white lights. Maybe it's not so weird, but I can't stand them. And I yeah. feel they cause stress. And when I have that warm yellow light, it's so much more calming. Can you talk a little bit about that? Am I crazy or is that a thing? No, no, that's true. So just think about uh, light in a way uh, naturally, you know, during the day, the light is actually cooler. So that's cool light during the day hours. And when uh, around sunset, the light gets warm. So that's just natural. So for us to get into that sleeping rhythm and the circadian rhythm and everything, warm light is better at night. So in your bedroom, you want to have a warm light. But during uh, the day in your office, you can have cooler light or you can go like a little bit more brighter because uh, you want to be stimulated and you want to be awakened. But in your bedroom, that's going to you know destroy your sleep if you have a lot of cool light there. So a warm light. So different parts of the house, again, lighting changes with where you are during the day and uh, the function of the rooms. So you mentioned on the walls, like if you have something you want at eye level, can you talk specifically about what to think about putting on the walls? Because another thing is listeners might be catching on. I feel like I am pretty into design. Like I, Mm -hmm. I like thinking about a space and what can go where and but I don't like things being cluttered I like the minimalist and that's why I said white walls to me it's like white walls great like simple but you use that example of your client which had me thinking as well like why do I want everything white but what would you tell people as far as to put things on the wall how to think about it without just throwing stuff up and and having things cluttered if that makes sense Yeah, yeah. So clutter does not, you know, this concept of that having a few colors is clutter. That's not the only reason why you're feeling cluttered. And that actually might not be the right way to see it either. So clutter means a lot of things. How many items also you have in your space? 
And those items that you have in your space, how much is the detailing in that? Uh, let's say it's a pattern on your bedspread. What is the detailing? So that also adds to clutter. And why you should, even a minimalist should, again, I'm using should, should have color around them because we initially spoke when we started our conversation that color is equal to an emotion. And living in an in one colored space, monochromatic space is unnatural to human beings because we do not live in one state of emotion. So when you're living in an all white um, space, you're living in one state of emotion. What is natural is even... Uh, Throughout the day or in a course of an hour, our emotions switch. They go up and down. The reason we have experienced joy is because we've experienced sadness. And that's why we know the difference. So throughout the day, you know, you have uh, emotions going up and down. Sometimes you're really excited. Then you can get low. You can go really low. Then you're okay. Then you're happy. Things happen. And that's natural. So when you have a few colors, four or five colors, you have all of these different states of emotions. So like we were talking about the bedroom, we wanted uh, the maximum color or the most used color would be like a light blue, which is helping us mentally calm down. Then a color that helps with the physical, that was the light pink that helps us physically relax. Then such as yellow was energizing and it was the color of the emotion. So you want to have, yeah, it's emotionally stimulating. So you want to have a mix of these colors. And when you think of of it that way, you don't see as a clutter, you see as, as supporting you. Does that make sense? Makes sense. I love it. I'm starting to expand outside of my white walls and <laughs> in, in, in thinking about this. So getting into the details, if we're, we're going to paint the bedroom, you know, light blue, should we be painting all the walls light blue? How do you think about that? So with the light blue, you can definitely paint all the walls, a light blue, go for a very, very light blue, which has a lot of white in it. So you'll get that uh, reflecting properties. It's going to reflect light. And uh, the great thing about light colors, which is also about white, but a light blue and a light green, light purple would also be the same way is they literally expand your space. space. And not just physically, it feels like, um, not physically, creating this illusion of a, a bigger or a larger space. Emotionally and psychologically, they're expensive. So with a light color, you can always paint all four walls with a dark color let's say for a dark blue then you have to be careful how much natural light or artificial light is in the room and what sort of activities happening so if you're not um, reflecting too much light then it can be it can get heavy and oppressive but with light colors so for the bedroom paint the walls like color like a light blue and then you can have um, uh, light pink bed sheets and curtains and then some little accessories in some light pink or light blue or yellow. So you don't have too much stuff. In a bedroom, you know, you'll have a bed, nightstand, and a dresser most probably. And that would be enough. Where would you think about painting a wall dark? And, and what kind of emotions will that bring up? Yeah, so uh, just the exact opposite of a bedroom would be a home office. So in the bedroom, you want it to be mentally relaxed. In a home office, you want to be stimulated because, you know, you have to do creative thinking. You have to get work done. Again, being very careful. You don't want to be drained. You want to be stimulated. So some dark blue or a dark green in your home office is a great color. Now you 
should you do one wall or should you not do a wall at all? Maybe get a shelving or just some accessories like your things on the table, your containers or your chair. That is going to depend upon how much lighting you have in the room because remembering that dark colors don't reflect light. So if it's a small space and there isn't a lot of light, then it's just going to feel very cramped and cluttered. How can couples think about the bedroom? Obviously, that's where a lot of intimacy may or may not be happening. But in order to cultivate a safe place to be intimate with your partner, we talked about colors. Are there any other things color related to think about in the bedroom? And then also orientation, like where the bed should be in relation to the door, things like that? Yeah, so... Um, orientation of your furniture that's part of design psychology is really important. One thing that um, everybody should try to avoid is positioning a mirror in your bedroom. Now, when I work with clients, I usually do not even prefer having a mirror in the bedroom. So if you do have a mirror, try to avoid your mirror reflecting the bed. So what it does is, so all of my work, design psychology, color psychology is based on the subconscious mind. So when your mirror is reflecting two people in the bed and what the mirror is showing the subconscious mind is four people. So that's, you know, like (laughs) you get it, right? An awkward situation. If there's a single person, the mirror is reflecting two people and the single person is looking for a relationship, um, but the mirror is communicating to the subconscious mind that there are already two people in the bed. So avoiding a mirror, it's also a big thing in feng shui. I'm not a big feng shui expert, but it is a big thing in feng shui. And I believe it's for the same reason. So that would be one thing in the bedroom. The second thing in the bedroom or any other space in the house is, um, let's do the bed first. So you don't want your bed to be directly in front of the door. And um, what, when I was saying any other space, let's say your office also, your desks shouldn't be in front of the door. Okay, so the best way to understand this is our brain, our subconscious brain, it has, you know, different parts, the safety part of our brain's job is to protect us. So it's like a 3D scanner, which is always scanning your environment and looking for danger. So our brain, the subconscious brain, also known as the ancient brain or the reptilian brain, because it still functions the same way did thousands of years ago. And its job is, again, to protect us, to scan the environment. It's always scanning the environment for danger. So if you are in a position that if somebody, now this is not going to happen in our homes, but this is a good way to understand that somebody enters through the door and throws a knife straight from the door it's going to hit someone. So you want to be in a position where you can see who's entering the door, but they cannot attack you directly. Is that making sense, Chase? <laughs> a little bit. And I understand the fight or flight thing, but how would yeah. you how would you orient a bed that way in relation to a door? Yeah, so a bed should just not be in, in on that wall that's right in front of the door. It should be on the sidewall where you can see... Um, who's coming through the door, but they cannot directly <laughs> throw that knife. Uh, like, like, so if the door is in the corner, your head would be in the other corner. In the, uh, yes. Not straight in front of it. Not straight in front of Understood. it. Do the same for your desk also. Never keeping your desk straight in front of the door on a sidewall where you can see somebody coming in, but they can't directly throw anything from there. 
Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Money is one of the biggest stressors in relationships. While worrying about it doesn't help a ton, Earnin actually does. Our sponsor, Earnin, is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Many couples end up fighting about finances, especially when surprise costs arise. Earnin allows you to seamlessly deal with that unexpected trip to the vet or the last minute gift for loved ones without any stress, letting you and your partner focus on what really matters. Earnin is helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient and to worry and fight less about money. All of this without debt trap, mandatory fees, or credit checks. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download Earnin app, type in relationship advice under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's relationship advice under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hey, Love Tribe. I have just a few questions for you. I want to know why you are here listening to the podcast. Are you here because you want to stop bickering with your partner? and you want to feel truly heard? Or are you looking for ways to reignite your sex life? Or do you want to feel more emotionally connected with your partner? Or do you just long for those fun, giggly moments of connection that you used to have at the beginning of your relationship? Well, over the last decade of hosting this podcast, those were the main reasons people tuned into the show. And we get it. We've been there. So we created our course, Spark My Relationship, because we wanted to put those tools to unlocking a fulfilling relationship right in your hands. We're offering $100 off our course, Spark My Relationship, which is a self-paced course designed to help you create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner and have an amazing time doing it. We've collaborated with over 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies that marriage therapists teach their clients. So to unlock this special offer of our course, our listeners can visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock to get $100 off. That's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. That makes sense. And obviously, if you feel safe in the bedroom and you don't feel like there's two other people looking at you, you're going to feel <laughs> better with your partner. Um, yeah. you know, really tying this back into bringing it to the relationship because the bedroom can be such a sacred, important place to be intimate, to connect, to watch a show at the end of the night and relax. And the key operative word is relax, right? So just the way you orient the bed subconsciously, the colors going on. Are there any other things in the bedroom for someone to think about? Um, if, if, if you have a TV in your bedroom, uh, when the TV's turned off, you just want to make sure that is it a, mostly TVs are reflected surfaces. So black screen is again a reflected surface. So it's again reflecting anybody, the number of people in the bed. So maybe keep that in mind. 
either cover it or position it in a way where it's not reflecting the people in the bed, which is going to be difficult because then how are you going to watch the TV? So again, uh, clients that I work with who choose to live very intentionally and consciously usually do not have a TV in the bedroom. But if you do, you can just cover it up. Excellent. And what can couples think about for the other living spaces as far as colors maybe, but just design and how to make it more beneficial to the relationship? Like I was mentioning earlier, the key is if your uh, partner is emphasizing on a color or rejecting a color, it's not that they're trying to be difficult. It has some internal meaning. So, you know, having that conversation and, um, yeah, just having that conversation that why do they hate this color so much? It could be some experience they had in their childhood, which they uh, comes back to their mind when they see that color. And this way you can both work together rather than fighting and like he's not being understanding or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Another example where we're talking about relationship that's coming to mind is uh, one another client of mine, the couple. So uh, he wanted everything white again. And we're going back to the same reason. He wanted everything white, whereas uh, his wife wanted a lot of color in her life. And then again, going deeper, understanding their lifestyles, the roles they play. So he worked out of the house and he was uh, traveling a lot. He was flying all the time. Sometimes he would fly in the morning and come back at night. So his schedule, his work was very hectic. And when he came back home again, he did not want any noise. He just wanted to shut down and have complete peace. Whereas on the other hand, the wife was a housemaker. So there was nothing exciting, nothing happening in her life. So she wanted to express that through colors and wanted to be stimulated. So again, finding that, um, first of all, we were able to understand the situation. It's not like one is not trying to be understanding. But uh, once you know the whys, why you are pushing towards the color, it really helps. And then creating spaces for both of them. So maybe she could have, um, like we did um a creative room for her where she could do her activities, uh, crafts, and uh, she did a lot of card making. So that was a really colorful and bright space for her using stimulating colors. And then uh, we already have those relaxing colors in the bedroom. So that that's an example of how you would work together. That makes a lot of sense. And, and like you said, everyone is obviously different. So what exactly is going to work for each individual, for each couple will be different but you've given us some great things to start thinking about, to put some intention behind the colors we choose to put in our house, how we choose to lay them out to improve our personal lives and our relationships and even our professional lives if we're working from home. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. So thank you, Minaz, for, for sharing all of this. Are there any things that we skipped over or that you want to emphasize for our listeners before we wrap up and say goodbye? So I'll just add one thing about using color is that nature is the best creator. Get your answers from nature. Copy nature. Uh, yeah. So going against nature is a big thing where we create anxiety for ourselves. Is that making sense? Absolutely. Can you give maybe a specific example? Yes, I will. So in nature... Food does not exist in the color blue. 
And we live in a world where we're always trying to be very creative, think outside of the box, being very innovative. And we have started adding these blue dyes to our food. Now we have accepted brands were very smart. They started with kids adding blue dyes into candies and desserts, cupcakes, and all of that stuff. So the kids have accepted it and we've kind of accepted that. And then um, think about energy drinks, blue and energy drinks. We know it's not natural because the natural drinks are not in blue and we've accepted that. But now what we're doing is we're turning everything blue. And you might have noticed this, Chase. You, you might be feeling if you see something, let's say blue pancakes. I saw it the other day on Instagram. It was very unappetizing. And you would even say things like, oh, I just lost my appetite. I'm not hungry, things like that. And that's, again, your subconscious brain kicking in and trying to stop you um, from eating that food because our ancient brain understands that when food turns blue, it's poison. So this is a nature. Blue food, when you meet, leave your meat in the refrigerator for a few days and go and check it. It's, it's going to turn blue. You don't even have to cook it or smell it or taste it. Instantly, you know that it has turned blue and then you throw it away. So when we go against nature, we create problems for ourselves. So bringing those earth tones into the house, you know, I'm, I'm thinking a lot of greens and, and, and like subtle tones in the living areas as far as, yeah, making it feel like you are outdoors in a, in a nice park. <laughs> so not just the earth tones. We have four seasons and all four seasons, you can think about it, what it does, they're different. So you want to look at the spring seasons also. Spring does not have those earthy tones. Fall has those earthy tones. And it has become a very trendy thing to use just earthy tones. But all of these summer has very muted tones. So it could be any of the seasons. And then also when you're using nature and bringing a lot of green and um, browns in your space, one thing to consider is that in nature, green represents life. But on the other hand of the spectrum, in nature, green also represents decay and stagnation. So you got to be really careful uh, and look for a good balance. Ah, this is not so simple is what you're saying. So <laughs> so that's why our listeners should reach out to you for a consultation. I'm like trying to nail you down to give me specifics. <laughs> and you're like, well, it's really not that simple. And, and it's, I'm starting. It's like anything else. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it's like anything else. Colors, they have positive uh, properties as well as negative properties. And just like anything that's good, let's say milk is good for my two-year-old, but too much of milk is bad for my two-year-old. So that's how it's going to be. Too much of anything is bad. Well, thank you, Manaz, so much for coming on and enlightening myself and our listeners and setting us maybe on a path to paint those walls and change things up for the better. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you online and then we'll say goodbye? Yeah. So you can find me anywhere, uh, Instagram, Facebook, on my website. It's Color Conscious Living. And you will find blog posts and articles on the psychological meaning of different colors. Excellent. Well, our listeners can find the links to your website at idopodcast.com and in the show notes in the podcast description. And thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. 
As always, thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, And while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge, We really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.